What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Walk on Wisdom, where I take your questions, being an expert at nothing, but knowing a little bit about a lot of things, been around the world a couple of times, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, and a little bit of wisdom that I want to instill on you guys. If this is your first time to the podcast and somebody sent you this, it's because they are listening and or they are sending in their questions to podcast at michaelchandler.com. That's the only way to get your questions answered. We decided to do walk on wisdom because this is a longer form, longer answer, deeper question type of type of podcast, type of platform. Obviously, I can get on all the socials every day. Ask me anything on Twitter. Ask me anything on Instagram. But it's very base level stuff. You know, I just want to go deeper and dive deeper with you guys. Add you add value to y'all's life. And quite frankly, um, over these last couple months, going to different places, um, going to different appearances, traveling around, doing different UFC stuff or, or uh, my biz- other business endeavors. I've had so many people talk about glowing reactions and glowing sentiments about walk on wisdom and how they're very, they're reaching people. So that to me is humbling. Cause like I said, um, this is a lost leader, so to speak right now. Um, you will hear an ad later, but it is a company that I own that I believe in that I am part of. We're not taking any money from this, this show as of right now might happen in the future, but we'll enjoy this right now. So, um, send your questions into podcast at michaelchandler.com. This is walk on wisdom. And your first question comes from Jeremy. Hey, Michael, my name is Jeremy. I live in Knoxville, Tennessee, not far from you. I'm 24, almost 25 years old. and I'm going through the toughest battle of my life. I'm going through a breakup with the love of my life. As we were just in two completely different stages of life, being a Christian and a man of God, I know that I need to trust God's timing and God's will, but I have a hard time staying positive and having faith that we will find our way back to each other if we are really meant to be. I truly feel deep in my heart that we, are, that we were made for each other, just maybe not right now. Not having her in my life really brings me down and I can't imagine seeing myself with anyone else. So my question is, what advice would you give or what scripture would you give that would help me stay on the right path, continue to become a better man and Christian so that if we, if we do find our way back to each other, I can be the best possible version of myself for her. And so that we can live in complete happiness, knowing that is God's will. I hope my question makes it to you and I will see you at the top, Jeremy. Well, Jeremy, um, to answer your question, um, well, number one, I know it sounds like a, this is the the hardest time of your life and it feels as though this is the hardest time of your life. And anybody who is listening right now who is going through a breakup, no matter how long, no matter how deep, no matter with who, no matter how the circumstances are, breakups are hard. Very rarely, very, very rarely are breakups amicable and both people move and move on in their separate ways. And there isn't some kind of wound, some kind of deep yearning for what they had, what was, what might've been, and what was home for a very long time. Sometimes a very long time, sometimes a short amount of time, but still the wound is deep. Jeremy, one thing I can say right away, being a man who is 38 years old, been through a lot of ups and a lot of downs, a breakup at this point in your life seems like the end of the world, but hopefully. It is just a blip on the radar when you look back on it. But what can we do in the here and now? You don't want to hear some guy sit on a microphone and say, hey, dude, suck it up, kid. It ain't no big deal. If you guys are meant to be, you're meant to be, right? We can always say say these cliche things, but it doesn't really help us in the moment. I've gone through a thousand things in my life where someone has told me, hey, man, 
whatever God's will is, however it's going to work out, it's going to work out. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. A lot of the times it's in one ear, out the other, because what our heart feels and what our soul feels, what our spirit feels is something completely different. So my advice is, you say, so my question is, what advice would you give or what scripture would you give that would help me stay on the right path, continue to become a better man and Christian so that if we do find our way back to each other, I can be the best possible version of myself. And therein lies the rub. Jeremy, the most important thing that you can do is be a man standing on his own two feet, 10 toes on the ground, trying to better yourself, not giving up, not falling into sadness and depression and and defeat and all of these different things that we can find ourselves in because as humans, God's word says, we are prone to wander. He knows that about us. He created us um, to have these wandering tendencies and we have free will. We can choose what we can do and how we want to respond to things every single day. There's a lot of things to be grateful for, Jeremy. You're talking about a breakup. I'm sure you have some other tough things going on in your life, but obviously you have some really great things going on in your life as well. Everything goes back to gratitude. Grateful for every breath, grateful for every day that you wake up, grateful for every opportunity that you have and the great people that you do have in your life. Grateful for the time that you did spend with your significant other. And the best thing that you can do is just like what you said in your question. You're answering your own question by asking me a question. What can I do to become the best version of myself for her so that we can live in complete happiness if we do get back together? I can't tell you whether or not you are or not going to get back together. I can't tell you whether or not she is the right one for you to spend the rest of your life with. I can't tell you whether or not she's awesome or she's average and you're, uh, and you're uh, caught up in it and you probably shouldn't be and God's got something better for you. I can't tell you any of those answers. But what I can say is it's all about you. And the men out there, my audience is predominantly men. I love our female viewers and listeners. Um, I hope you guys are getting wisdom from this as well. But obviously being a man, I speak from a man's perspective a lot. And the best thing that a man can do to make himself the most attractive, to make, it, to make himself the most desirable, is that when in the face of adversity, we keep moving forward and disregard everything else. We try to become the best versions of ourselves. You ask for a scripture. I bring up James 1.5 all the time. He who lacks wisdom, ask for it, and the Lord your God will give it abundantly. Just pray for wisdom. It's not, hey, God, please change your heart. Hey, God, please get us back together. Hey, God, please heal the wounds of her and make her change her mind and let her come back. It's, God, give me the wisdom to know how to handle this, the best version of myself. Lord, give me the wisdom to make the decisions now so that I can add layers to my human to then be the best version of myself tomorrow and next week and next month and next year. You can say Romans eight twenty eight. All things work out for those who believe, right? But that's one of those tough ones, right? It's like, okay, God, I know things are, you say things are going to work out, but right now it doesn't feel that way. But the thing I would say right now, get in that gratitude journal every single day. Start every morning with thank you. End every day with thank you. Be grateful for that which you do have. Be grateful for that which you have been blessed with. And also, I've said this before on other, on other shows, And a lot of times it does have to do with whether it be a breakup or losing a job or things not going your way. So many times we squeeze something so tight in our hand, we're grasping it, right? 
that God can't do its work if you, the human, who is not in control, is squeezing it so tight with your flesh, squeezing it so tight with your will. It's not about your will. It's his will to be done. So many times if we just let it go and say, you know what? This is not going to break me. You know what? I love her. I miss her. She was sweet. She made me feel so great. I thought she was everything that I wanted and needed. And I had this future planned out. But if it's time for us not to be together right now, I'm going to let it go and watch things orchestrate themselves the way they're supposed to be. And that's not just with a breakup. That's with your job. That's with other relationships. That's with your career. That's with anything else that you've hold, held so tightly onto and you just refuse to let it go because you want it so bad. It's not about what you want. Once again, I'm just a guy on a microphone and I am preaching to the choir because I have been in this situation a thousand times and I've held on to things so tight and it's only when I let them go and say, you know what, man, this defeat does not define me. This lack does not define me. This experience, that person, this failure, and even this success does not define me. I'm going to let it go and watch God do his thing. When I woke up this morning, I was actually pondering on something. And uh, somebody said something. I actually, I think it might have been a song I listened to yesterday or, or something. And it talked about, you can't be great unless you're grateful. You can't find greatness unless you are first grateful. You can't be great and find greatness and do great things and be something great unless you are full of gratitude, full of gratefulness. I knew I was going to kind of bring it into this episode because that's what I was pondering on this morning when I was doing my quiet time because I am guilty of it as well. I hold on to and think about all the things that are going wrong and all the, all the responsibilities that I have and the pressure that I have and the pain that I have and the wounds that I have and the things that I haven't done right in every scenario. The things that haven't done right for me, the people who haven't done right for me, when God has not done right for me and my little, my will be done type of, type of mind. And if we just start with gratitude, and Jeremy, that's part of my answer for you right now. Focus more on gratitude. Focus more on the things that you do have. Let go of that control and watch God orchestrate things. And you did say it in here somewhere. I'm not going to be able to find it because it was somewhat of a long message, but you did say something about she might be the right, the right one, but it's just not the right time. And sometimes that is the truth. And we're talking about a breakup right here. I know there's a lot of people who have gone through breakups and the ups and downs of all that, but also that job, that career, that thing, that platform, the money, the finances, the relationships, the the business relationships, the intimate relationships, whatever they may be, they might be the right person or the right thing. It just might not be the right time. Remember, you guys hear me say this all the time. It's not that people don't do the right things. It's that they don't do the right things for long enough. What if you haven't failed? What if you didn't fail? What if you're just early? What if you just showed up to your destination a little bit early and you needed to have faith in order to let itself play out? That's for Jeremy in this situation. And that's for anybody going through anything right now where things just aren't going your way. Sometimes things need to not go your way for you to then show faith that you deserve for things to work out for you. Jeremy, I wish you the best. Keep on getting after it. Stay grateful. Next question comes from Logan. Hey, Mike, my name is Logan. I'm 21 and a mechanic in the U.S. Air Force, currently stationed in Honduras. Logan, thank you for your service. 
The job down here is a little bit more relaxed than the other bases I've been on, so I have a lot more free time, but I am not a fan of the culture on base here. Mainly drinking slash sleeping around, leaving me in my room or in my dorm a ton, which has been weighing on me. I've been going to the gym a lot, which is which is great, but I wanted to ask, outside of working out only around one and a half hours a day, what is something you do slash recommend that keeps you occupied? You're a massive role model in my life, so thank you for everything you do. See you at the top, Logan. Logan, like I said, once again, thank you for your service to this great country of ours. Currently stationed stationed in Honduras. The job down here um, is more relaxed. So obviously, if it is more relaxed, you have more free time, which also means everybody else has more free time. And idle hands are the devil's playground. Idle hands, as we just said in the previous question, we are prone to wander. If we don't have a job, we don't have a boss, we don't have restrictions or a schedule, people are going to wander and do things like, as you said, drinking and sleeping around, which can be very toxic um, in a place where you guys are stuck in one spot. You have been going to the gym, which obviously that is my life. Fitness, training, um, both physically, emotionally, spiritually, therapeutically, it is something that I do um, every day or almost every day. Um, I focus on a couple things, bettering myself and bettering myself for my businesses and my family. Uh, I actually posted a video today, coincidentally, um, Connor cooked it up. It was a Jim Rohn quote, and he was talking about people can change. Uh, and that, that leads me to guys like Jim Rohn, guys like Zig Ziglar. Les Brown, uh, Ed Milet, Bedros Koulian, um, and there's just so many people out there on the internet. I imagine you have an internet connection. I imagine you have time uh, to journal, to write down, to listen uh, to different podcasts, different sermons, different motivational speeches, different people speaking from stages. Um, I try to spend a minimum of, of an hour a day listening to and ingesting people who I want to be like, all those people that I just just uh, mentioned, uh, you know, some of them are a little bit older than me, some of them are now past, but the people that are alive, I want to be what they want to be in a lot of ways. I want to do what they want to do and I want to have what they want to have. So obviously, Logan, for you being a walk-on wisdom, wisdom listener, you are doing exactly what I'm saying. Listening to this little guy from a little town who never thought he'd have any kind of voice whatsoever to be speaking onto a microphone in, in front of a lot of people. And, um, you are seeking out wisdom. The best thing you can do, as I said earlier, James one, five, ask for wisdom. I don't know all the inner workings of your base down in Honduras, but I do know, uh, asking for wisdom will then open the door, admitting that you need help, admitting that you need wisdom to come into your life through other people, through other scenarios, through other, through other circumstances in order for you to become the best, best, best version of yourself. Continue to work out and start doing a little bit of seeking. Start doing a little bit of seeking in two ways. Number one, for yourself. Who can I listen to? Some of those people that I just said. What resources can I find? What books can I read? That journal and that pen that has no limit whatsoever. The, the pen runs out of ink. There's a pen right around you. Very cheap. You probably got 25 of them sitting in your desk or your backpack. Write it down. Write things down. 
Write down what you want to be, what you want to do, what you want to have. Visualize it, see it. But there's another way of seeking that I'm talking about as well. You're surrounded by, surrounded by some people who are not as like-minded as you would like, to be, like them to be. The people you were talking about drinking and partying and sleeping around. And a lot of that comes with secrets and deceit and chatter and all kinds of different things that us as humans, we don't want to be around. But there's definitely a couple people like you on that base. There's definitely a couple people who are like-minded individuals. There are a couple people who care more about their fitness, more about their self-growth, more about this country, more about their service, more about their, their tasks. Who have you worked with in the last week or the last month that you looked at and said, man, I like the way he operates. I like the way she operates. I like how they show up on time. I like how they do things right and they do it with a smile on their face. I brought up Jim Rohn. He said, and I brought this up numerous times in the show. He said, they'll pay you $4 to work at McDonald's, but they will pay you four and a quarter to take the trash out with a smile on your face. So they will pay you more if you have a good attitude. They will pay you more. You will get promoted quickly, more quick. If you are a person of service who does it with a smile on their face, Logan, seek out those people. You are what you are and where you are because of what has gone into your mind and who you surround yourself with. Because a lot of times the things that are going inside of you, going on inside of your mind and going into your mind has everything to do with who you are spending the most time with. Solitude, solidarity, or solitude and, and alone, being alone and loneliness cooped up in your room because other people are doing what you don't want to do. I'm not saying go out and be with all of those people doing those things, but I am saying it's better to be more social than it is to be confined to your room. Now, it sounds counterintuitive because I just told you to get in your journal, get on the laptop, hop on the internet, listen to people that you admire, people that you want to have what they want to have, do what they want to do and be what they want to be. So spend that time doing it, but make sure you seek out people who have Similar goals, like-minded individuals from all walks of life. You're 21, maybe there's an 18-year-old, maybe there's a 30-year-old. Maybe there's someone a little bit older than you with a little bit more wisdom. Maybe there's someone younger, younger than you that's got a little bit more zeal for life and hasn't been jaded by being on this base and seeing what you've seen and being around what you've been around. Seek out people who are like-minded. Don't occupy your time by just being by yourself. Do the work in the confines of your own dorm, in the confines of your own journal, in the confines of your own mind, but don't spend too much time by yourself. Thank you for the kind words to call me a massive role model. I appreciate that. But find others just like myself and find others on the base who want to do the, to do the same things that you want to do. Logan, thank you for your service. Next one comes from Julius. Hey, Michael, my name is Julius and I am 19 years old. I feel lost in life as I grew up without a father. The only father figure I have had was my grandfather who passed away when I was 13 years old. My dad spent most of my, my dad spent most of my life in and out of prison. I am completely lost in life. I'm overweight and don't have a path at all. I have done kickboxing from 10 to 14 and started Muay Thai around two years ago. Those are the only things in life that I enjoy and can see my life going down that path. Can you please give me some advice as you are my favorite fighter and a big inspiration? Thank you very much and best of luck, Julius. Well, Julius, I have had questions come in very similar to this, someone without a father figure or someone who was done wrong by their family, which is 
the greatest travesty. The people that you were brought into this world by who were supposed to take care of you and love you and provide for you both physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally, just did not do their job. And grandfather, your grandfather stepped in and filled that gap for you, filled that void for you, but then passed away at 13 years old. I can never say that I understand what you're going through because I had a fa my father in my life. He's still alive to this day. But what I can say is that your specific path and the specific path that was chosen for you when you were a young kid and you didn't choose to have your dad in and out of prison. You didn't choose for your grandfather to die at the very young age for you of 13 years old when you really, really were starting to explore adolescence and what is a man? How does a man act? What does a man do? How does he carry himself? How is he a man of service? So feeling lost is commonplace for a guy like yourself in your type of situation. But what I would say is, you've been doing kickboxing, keep doing kickboxing. Been doing Muay Thai, keep doing Muay Thai. As I said, my dad is still around. I haven't lived in the same city as my dad in 20 years. Um, so I see him a couple times a year, talk to him on the phone. But there's been other men who have stepped, stepped in that gap athletically, both in the sport of wrestling when I was in college and then now in the sport of mixed martial arts, men who I look up to, men who I admire, men who I don't want to let down. Find men that are older than you who can be in that father figure role that you do not want to let down. And when you do let them down, see how they respond, see how they react because you deserve grace. You need to take accountability for yourself, but you need to be shown grace as well. You admit I'm overweight and don't have a path at all. Well, Julius, I can tell you this. I am not going to sit here and tell anybody that they are a bad person or they have failed because they are overweight. But I can say that it is, it's not impossible to be successful and create a healthy self-image being overweight or in being so overweight that you admit that you're overweight. I think sometimes that's a, uh, that's kind of an indicator admitting that you are overweight and knowing that you are overweight but knowing that you hold the keys to not being overweight. We all hold the keys to our fitness. We hold the keys to increasing our mental state, increasing our self-image, although some have larger hurdles, higher hurdles, more insurmountable odds to, uh, to deal with than others, but we all hold the keys. Sometimes it feels like you're locked in a jail cell, but the keys are sitting right in your hand. And the keyhole staring right at you. And you look down at your hand and you got the key. One of my coaches uh, a couple of years ago, mindset coach, Jim Hensel, um, he said, hey, instead of just trying to be right or instead of trying to act right or instead of trying to get right, just be right. We all know the decisions that we need to make to become better. We all know the decisions that we need to do um, that make us feel better, more built up. In this case, losing weight. In this case, making sure we're showing up to practice. In this case, not letting emotion drive us. We are emotional creatures. We are prone to wander, as I have said. That seems to be the theme in these first three questions so far. 
But just because we are prone to wander and we are emotional beings doesn't mean that we, we must succumb to our emotions every day. There's days where I don't feel like working out and I still do it. There's days where I don't feel like eating right and I still do it. There's days that I don't feel like getting up out of bed after I almost forgot to take my nighttime supplements to get up to take my nighttime supplements because it happened last night because I know that would be a chink in my armor and practicing small, easily attainable daily habits every day increases my self-image because it's all about trust. And I would ask you this, do you trust yourself? Do you trust yourself to get the job done? Do you tell the truth? Or are you constantly justifying and moving the truth? Something doesn't go your way, you find all the ways why it shouldn't go your way or why it didn't go your way and you point the finger at other people when really you should be pointing the finger back at yourself. And it sounds a little bit harsh, but I'm saying this because I'm also speaking to myself. I have moved the truth. I have justified. I have lied to myself, lied to others, moved the truth because of the inconvenience and the bad feeling or the un, un, uneasy feeling that it feels like to know that I failed and I didn't do what I needed to do. See, in this life that we live in now in 2024, everybody shows a highlight reel on their social medias and everybody talks about their highlight reels and everybody wants to do what they want to do when really you must first do what you need to do in order to then be deserved of being able to do what you want to do. So Julius, my advice is stay in that kickboxing gym, stay in that Muay Thai gym. Focus a little bit more on your, your nutrition. Focus a little bit more on your supplementation. Focus a little bit more on your diet. Don't keep admitting that I am overweight. Get less overweight. And anybody out there who might be struggling with weight loss or being overweight, I'm not saying this to come down on you or say that you're a failure in any sense, but it's not impossible to, be, to create a healthy self-image while being overweight. But it is sure a roadblock that you have to get through. So, Julius, <clears throat> that would be some of my advice. Um, and anybody else who is going through anything like that, um, heed that advice. Let it inspire you. Let it motivate you. Once again, going back to gratitude, it's almost impossible to be great if you are not grateful. Or you are impeding your journey towards greatness if you are not grateful. Next question. Next question comes from Jacob. Hey, Mike, my name is Jacob. I'm 23 and I'm an electrician. I lift weights seven days a week and train at an MMA gym four days a week. I recently had a daughter, my firstborn. She is three months old now and I've never met her and don't know her name due to no contact with the mother since early in the pregnancy. This was and is against my will. I'm focusing as much as I can, grinding at work, fitness, fighting, and my faith. Since her birth, I've started going to church again every week, reading my Bible. I quit vaping, quit drinking, started eating correctly, and started listening to podcasts and audiobooks instead of music. All of that being said, I still find it difficult not being with my kid and her mom. Custody stuff is upcoming, but the wait is brutal. I don't feel that I should be asking for help as there are so many people who have it worse than me. But, being, but that being said, I was curious if you had any advice for my mental game through this process. You're an icon. I'm a huge fan. And what you do and your openness about your faith, I aspire, I aspire to be a man like you. 
And thank you so much for what you do for me and the millions of others that benefit from your existence. Much love from Ohio. Jacob. Oh, Jacob. Number one, it sounds like you're doing everything that you can be doing. Lifting, getting in the MMA gym. What does that say to me? That means you're prioritizing your health and you are doing what you need to do for your mental state. Obviously, your physical state, lifting weights and going to the MMA gym, uh, but also emotionally and spiritually, those things build you up because that is obviously what you like to do. If you're lifting seven days a week or four days a week or even a little bit less than that on any given week, you're pouring into your life by doing something that is challenging, doing something that you obviously enjoy because you're doing it a lot. But you're going through a custody battle or even visitation rights, sounds like, you know, um, obviously when it comes to custody, um, that is an uphill battle for you, I'm sure. But when it comes to even visitation rights, because like you said, uh, she was three months old and you have never met her because uh, the birth mom, birth mother um, doesn't want that to happen. And that's a tough spot to be in. But you also mentioned focusing as much as you can on grinding as an electrician in the gym, quit vaping, quit drinking, started eating correctly and started listening to a podcast and audiobooks instead of music and you are on the right path. As I said earlier, you are what you are and where you are because of what is going into your mind, what is going on inside of your mind. You can't be something great unless you're focusing on being greater. You can't be something better unless you're focusing on being better. Unless you're focusing on things going in, into your mind because when it's good it good going in, it's going to be good going out. If it's garbage going in, it's going to be garbage going out. And a lot of times, as my favorite book, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, that I have here in studio, um, he talks about our thoughts. He talks about our the things that we most readily default to and think about as often as sometimes we wish we wouldn't or sometimes we wish we would when they are good things, that they manifest themselves in our circumstances. And obviously, Jacob, this is not something that you chose. I'm not saying that you had some bad thoughts or you weren't living your life correctly, so that made your daughter unattainable to be able to see because of the decision that your that her birth mom um, has made. But what I can say is you're on the right path. What I can say is... Being a man who has not gone through what you're going through, but a man who has gone through other things in life, it's a simple truth in life that anything that you are going through will get better if we, A, let go of control of it, B, act as if it does not control our life. Yes, it is a un unfortunate circumstance and no man um, deserves to not be able to see his daughter, especially if you are living what it seems like the life that you were living. Um, but you're on the right path, man. Continue to read, continue to study, continue to be a student of the game of becoming a better human being, to being, being a better man. Stay off the drinking, stay off the vaping, stay in the word, stay in the audiobooks. Cause this too shall pass and you'll figure it out. Obviously, like you said, um, the custody stuff is upcoming, but the wait is brutal. But sometimes in the waiting, being faithful in what seems like the things that are uncontrollable, circumstances that are uncontrollable, sometimes that faithfulness rears its head in a beautiful way. 
and you will be rewarded for your faithfulness. So just keep doing what you're doing, man. And anybody out there right now who, uh, who seems as though they are doing things right, making the right decisions, living the life that they're supposed to be living, making sacrifices where they need to sacrifice, saying yes when they need to say yes and saying no to the things they need, they need to say no to, just like you are. Know that, as I've said, everything changes with time and circumstance. And every, every time we go through a season of being down, down in the valley, pain, anger, sadness, whatever it may be, you're getting that much closer to victory. You're getting that much closer to turning the corner. Keep showing up to work on time, being the best version of yourself there. Showing up to the gym without fail, even when you don't feel like you should. Eating the right things in the kitchen. And most importantly, ingesting the right food, but most importantly, ingesting the right words, the right sounds, the right waves, so that you can become the best version of yourself. And this too shall pass out there in Ohio. So thank you, Jacob. Keep your head up, man. Um, a tough situation to be in. But you're going to look back because I believe things are going to work out. You're going to look back and say, you know what? That was very, very tough to go through. But practicing patience, practicing obedience, being the best version of yourself will always, always work out in your favor. Next one comes from <clears throat> Sudarshan. Hey, Michael. Sudarshan here. Love watching you inside and outside the cage. Inside the cage, your explosiveness and resilience is just pure inspiration and a metaphor for how my spirit should be. As an athlete, your wins and losses are out for everyone to view in the public. I leaped into the entrepreneurship journey last year and things aren't going well at all and slowly failing and slowly failing publicly is difficult. It feels like I'm getting knocked out my first UFC match in the first round. The question I have for you is how do you deal with continuous failure while watching peers thrive and still have an abundance mindset? During kinds of during times of continuous failure, the mind seems constantly the, the mind seems constantly to get into thought loops of feeling not enough, resentful, pity about what's dealt and eventually sour about others' success and how it's either how it's easier for them. As a fighter, I'm guessing such feelings come up for you as well during periods of injuries, lost fights, opportunities. How do you deal with these things and how do you address your failures with others? Sorry if this is a ramble. Sudarshan, not a ramble at all. Um, I actually really loved reading that because I believe as we read through this together, maybe one more time, there's going to be a lot of people who resonate with this. Um, obviously, you are well studying up on my career, um, a lot of ups, a couple downs, I've had losses in front of millions of people this last year waiting for this fight, um, seeming as though the court of public opinion has constantly pointed his finger at me telling me I shouldn't be waiting this long for Conor McGregor. I shouldn't be sitting out this long. Get back in the cage. Do your job. You're a sucker. He's going to fight someone else. You're a sucker. He's not coming back. You're a sucker. Look at you. You call yourself a real fighter, but you're sitting on the sidelines as a guy who constantly talks about being in the throes of life, being in the fight, being in the action and never watching from the sidelines. I have been sidelined for the last year waiting for this fight. Now it's the right decision. 
The UFC has never told me to waver. The UFC has never offered me another opponent. The UFC has never said, hey, it's time to give up on this Connor fight and go fight someone else. So I know I'm doing what I need to do. However, I've had a couple losses. I need to come back. I need to win. I've dealt with the public scrutiny. I've dealt with the laughs and the pointing of the finger and feeling like a failure. I felt like a failure numerous times in college, um, constantly getting in my own way, and now numerous times in mixed martial arts on the biggest stage against under the brightest lights against the toughest guys in the world. However, I'd rather be a guy who is failing publicly and failing while daring greatly than being a guy who is on the sidelines. Sudarshan, as you said, you jumped into this entrepreneurship journey, and it feels as though you're getting knocked out in your first match in the first round. seems as though you look around, you see other people having success, you see other people and it seems easier for them. I can tell you this, that is just human nature. No matter how built up we are, no matter how you guys follow every single thing that I preach all the time about gratefulness and being full of gratitude and focusing on what you do have and not what you don't have and knowing that everyone you've ever looked up to has been a failure or has failed, yet we still love them and we love following them. We love a comeback story. Even in all of that, we still are going to have moments of weakness where I say, you know what? Why does this guy get all the clout? Why does this guy get looked at this way? Man, I have cut my teeth so hard. Man, I fight so hard. I do all the right things. I live like a champion. Yet I'm just not cool like this guy. It's not a big, as big a name as this guy. This didn't go my way. That didn't go my way. Oh, woe is me. We are all prone to wander, as I have said numerous times now. Let that be the saying of this episode. We are prone to wander. And if you're hearing a guy like me say it, who you, a lot of you guys look at me with every single one of these messages, most of them always come with some sort of really, really high praise for me. I'm a hard worker. I do the right things. I'm a good father or I'm a good husband or all these different things that, that people say about me. And I love hearing it, but I know I am prone to wander. I know I have those days where I feel sorry for myself. I know I have those days where I compare myself and comparison is the thief of joy. And even though I know that, and I've told you guys that a thousand times, I still do it. So maybe we're just all on a constant quest of meandering in and out, navigating and negotiating all the different human emotions as we are prone to wander. So Sudarshan, as I've said numerous times as well, it's not that you haven't done the right things. Maybe you just haven't done the right things long enough. Maybe you're just a little bit early. Maybe you need the failure in the world title fight, the greatest moment of opportunity against Charles Oliveira like I did. Maybe I needed that to springboard me to where I am. Maybe you needed the failure or the seeming failure. I don't know the, all the intricacies of, of your business, of your entrepreneurship journey. But for you, it feels like you're getting knocked out in the first of your first fight in the first round. But what I will say is the entrepreneurship, and I actually just heard my man, a friend, Dan Fleischman, say this on a podcast. And Sudarshan, anybody else who's on an entrepreneurship journey, go follow Dan Fleischman right now or write that down. Or if you're in the car, Store that away in your brain. Dan Fleischman owns numerous companies, um, took a company, I believe, public uh, when he was like 19 years old. And this is what's tough. I just said, go follow Dan Fleischman and 
Sudarshan. Now I just told you that Dan Fleischman took a, took a company public at 19 years old. So now what do we do? We compare ourselves, right? So I'm sorry for bringing that up, but I say that not to impress you by what Dan has done, but to impress upon you that we're all on our own journey. And Dan said that the entrepreneurship journey is not for the faint of heart because it is a very, very lonely road. And it seems as though everyone can spit venom your way and point fingers at you, but you are the man in the arena. You are the woman in the arena. And he or she who is in the arena doesn't need to worry about the fingers being pointed, the venom being spit, the words being said, the insults being hurled by those on the sidelines, or even those who are advancing themselves, maybe those who are on the same journey as you. If they want to throw shade your way, it says so much more about them than it does about you. My son happened seven years old. Got my whiteboard over here. I actually uh, erased it, but I was talking to him last night, yesterday, about a kid in his class who was being mean to him. And I said, Hey, buddy. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if this is the right lesson to tell this kid right now. Hopefully, this doesn't come back to bite me. But I talked to him about, Hey, winners focus on winning and losers focus on winners. People who find themselves having losses, not reaching what they want to want to create in their life, it's because they focused on winners. They focused on throwing shade at other people. They focused on comparing themselves to other people. So comparison is the thief of joy. Winners continue to focus on winning and they continue to try to seek out wisdom. So Sudarshan, pat yourself on the back and everybody else who has sent in a question today or even listening today, pat yourself on the back for trying to spend this time right now to gain wisdom. And maybe I haven't given you one lick of wisdom today. And if that's true, I am sorry, but maybe a couple of things have resonated with you and you are spending this time trying to better yourself. You say during times of continuous failure, the mind seems to constantly get into thought loops of feeling not enough, resentful, and pity. Or what others have dealt with, about whether what others has dealt with or what you have dealt with and eventually sour about others' success, which is to be human. Show yourself the grace. Realize that you were in a wrong thought loop because without an abundance mindset and realizing that other people can be successful around you and it doesn't deter or add to or take away from your success because you are on your own journey, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where the rub is. Everyone else's path, everyone else's journey, everyone else's road that they are on, whether it's very, very, very successful or Failed numerous, numerous times does not deter you, increase or decrease your chances of success. So Sudarshan, hopefully that um, speaks to you. Anybody else who was on the entrepreneurial journey or any journey where you feel like you're just not having the success that you visualized because a simple truth in life is things are not going to go your way. Things are not going to work out the way you planned. Things are not going to be the way that you wanted them to be. Part of it is suck it up, buttercup, get up, keep on going, dust yourself off because everyone else you have, everyone else you have looked up to has failed, myself included. And if they were able to move from setback to setback without losing steam, without losing the faith, then why can't you? Life is a series of seasons. Sometimes setbacks, sometimes springboards. And the best is yet to come for he or she who continues to believe and he, he or she who continues to put the work in.
Great question, Sudarshan. Best of luck. Next question comes from Tristan. Dear Mike, my name is Tristan. I'm 15. I live in Minnesota. You're my favorite fighter I've ever watched. I just want to say I love your podcast. It's such a light in the world of darkness. Now onto the questions or maybe now onto the question or maybe questions because there is two here. Number one, I was wondering your opinion on if we as Christians are, are allowed to or not allowed to listen to music with swear words. Number two, I want to become an MMA fighter. I love the sport. I've been watching fights for over three years. I know my parents don't approve of the sport. Consistently, my mom has said she would be very scared if I ever became a fighter. I was wondering if there was anything you could say or talk about the benefits of being a fighter. Just so then I have some positive things to explain, to talk to her with. Not just I, not that just I want to do it. Thanks again for all you do. If you just want to answer one or both, that would be great. I hope God blesses you in your fight against Connor. God bless, Tristan. Um, so I don't want to pass judgment whatsoever by my answer to the first question about swearing in music. Um, but I really, really do try to only download music that is the edited version that they would play on on uh on the radio um listen do i cuss every now and then absolutely do i cuss more than i want to probably do i get upset and say a cuss word absolutely but guess what i'm still going to heaven love jesus but i cuss a little right i think i saw that on a t-shirt one time and i thought it was really funny but listen we can't strive for, for perfection sometimes emotion gets the best of us um, sometimes we, uh, say things we wish you wouldn't have, but we have to have the courage, the gumption, the humility to, um, to apologize and admit our faults. But when it comes to music, I do believe, um, just like anything, you watch trash, you listen to trash, you're around trash, you become more and more trashy. Even if you are blameless and stainless and pure white when that snowflake, that pure white snowflake comes out of the ground and lands into a puddle of mud, it's going to turn brown. So I think the more music we listen to with trash lyrics, and it's unfortunate, honestly. I love, I, there's certain, uh, now everybody knows I love NF. I love NF. He doesn't cuss. Um, that doesn't, that's not why I think he's the best rapper alive. I think he's the best rapper alive just because I love his lyrics. I love what he stands for. I love his journey. I love how he wears his heart on his sleeve. It's very similar to me. I don't have an ego. I want to tell you guys about my my faults. I want to shine light on my my failures. I want to talk to you guys about being a human because I am just a human who has faults. That's why I love him. But I have other other guys that I love love to listen to. Um, Drake, Post Malone. Man, I could come up with a thousand other ones, man. But there's just certain songs that I just don't want to listen to if it doesn't have an edited version. Or even certain ones that, you know, these days the world has become so loose that uh, things that are able to be said now in music were not allowed to be said, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, when I was younger and start, first starting to live, listen to rap music. Um, so if it's trashy, I try not to listen to it. I really... Even if it's got a phenomenal beat, there's a million other songs with a phenomenal beat that I can find. You know, you guys will see even the stuff that I put out on my social medias every now and then it might have a cuss word in it or every now and then it might have uh, something that might be a little bit on the fringe. But ultimately, I try to make sure that I am not 
putting trash out because what you put out to the world is what you eventually get back to you. Um, so I would encourage you, Tristan and anybody else, what trash are you listening to? What BS, dirty trash that you think is just music, it's just a couple chords or a couple beats or a couple sounds or a couple words. Words have consequences. My words have consequences when I say them to someone else. Other people's words have consequences when they say them to me. And someone that you have never met before, someone that you, have ne that you don't know, that you will never, ever know, don't let them put trash in your mind. Don't let them put trash subconsciously into your spirit, into your heart, because it will then eventually manifest itself. Now, do I have, if I opened up my, my Apple Music or my Spotify or whatever for you guys, I'm sure there's some songs in there that got some cuss words in them, got some trash in there. There's so much on there. Um, but for the most part, I try to download things that are, Maybe they got cuss words in them, but I'm listening to the edited version. That is my personal opinion. Um, that's the way I'm staving off trying to uh, be a man of of good reputation and be a man of 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 good words. So that's my opinion, and I by no means judge anybody who listens to trash. I'm just saying, watch watch yourself because you must stand guard at the gate of your mind, and that goes to the it goes with the things that you're listening to, things that you are watching things that you are ingesting because garbage in and garbage out. Number two, I've gotten this question a million times, it seems like, in a bunch of different ways, right? The question is, in essence, hey, I really love mixed martial arts. I like the training. Maybe I want to do it as a career, but my parents just don't agree. Well, Tristan, you're 15 years old right now. You're living under mom and dad's house. You're living they're paying for your food. They're paying for your the mortgage on the house. They have the roof over your head. So yes, you must listen to them. Now, the training itself, obviously you're too young to fight right now. I think, I forget, state dependent, you can do some amateur fights, um, but you can't really be a pro fighter, I believe, until you're 18 years old. I believe that's when you can get your first professional license, right? But just get in the MMA gym, fall in love with it. Tell your mom and dad it's for self-defense. It's for confidence. you got a good friend who goes with you. Um, build your body up. Build your mind up. Let them see your passion. Let them see your passion because I get it. Mom, you know, mom remembers you when you were just a little bitty baby and she was holding you in her arms. She remembers the first time you cried. She remembers wiping your butt. She remembers changing your diapers. She remembers all those things. That's how she sees you. I can tell you right now, <laughs> it's going to be very tough. Obviously, even being a fighter, it will be very tough for me to watch my son go out there and fight somebody, get punched in the face. My son steps on the soccer field or the basketball court or the, the football field or, or the baseball field, and I start to get nervous. I start to start to get, I just, I feel so much. I don't want him to fail. I don't, I don't want him to feel pain. I don't want him to feel failure. I don't want him to feel these things. These are natural emotions of a parent. So you have to, you, there's no way that you can understand that, Tristan. At 15 years old, there's no way you can understand how she looks at you. Your dad or your grandma or your uncle or your closest, your closest of, of kin, there's no way that you can understand how they see you or how they look at you because you're 15 and you're just young and full of a dream and you want to pursue it. So my, my challenge to you is don't focus so much on being a pro fighter and telling everybody you want to be a pro fighter. Focus on being a hobbyist right now. 
focus on enjoying jujitsu, kickboxing, grappling, all the aspects of mixed martial arts. And I would say you are 15, get in the wrestling room. If you want to be a good, good fighter, you must first be a good wrestler. My personal opinion, um, that's sets you up for the most amount of success and creates more layers to you human. And it creates more self-confidence and it creates being under the bright lights, mano y mano, one-on-one. Um, so get in that wrestling room and it will teach you what you need to know. Consistently, my mom has said she wouldn't be very scared if I ever became a fighter. Maybe she is just telling you she would be scared. And she's not saying that you can't do it, but it sounds like she's telling you you can't do it. And that goes with anybody, whether it's any sport or any profession or any endeavor. I remember being young. I remember uh, having somewhat more of an entrepreneurial spirit, I think, than a lot of other people did. Um, I remember people around me and my mom specifically bringing up things like, well, you should be a teacher because they got a really good pension or you should be a, go into the trades and be an electrician or a carpenter like your dad because they got a good pension. These are just things that they want to see because they want certain people just want security. So I'm going to continue to pivot here and, and, and not just talk to, to Tristan, but anybody. You got people in your life and they say, well, I don't know about that. Sometimes it's just their own fears that they're projecting on you and it doesn't make them bad people. They just care. They just love you. They just want the best for you. And a lot of times safety and security feel so much better than leaving outside those county lines and taking the chance of falling flat on your face or being in the sport of mixed martial arts where you might get hurt or, or taking a chance because you might fail. Certain people are more risk averse than others. And it sounds like in this scenario, Tristan, that your, your mom just wants you to be safe and secure, and sound and happy and protected because she remembers holding you in her arms for the first time. And she made a promise to you probably just like I did with my boys, even though they might've heard it, but didn't understand it, that I would watch them and protect them and take care of them and provide for them my entire life. And probably there's been times and maybe there will be times where I will be afraid of my sons taking chances, even though I'm a big time risk taker. <laughs> Try to protect them from harm when really I need to just let things play out. Tell them to be careful too much. Tell them to slow down too much. Tell them to, uh, don't do this, don't do that, right? But as, as parents, we just have this big protective um, aura about us because we just love our children. We love the people that we love and we feel like we have to take care of them. So, um, and that's for anybody who's got someone in their life that they're like, man, I just want to do this. My mom doesn't understand. Coach doesn't understand. Teachers don't understand. Whoever it is, they just don't understand. And that's most likely coming from a place of love. So Tristan, I wish you the best of luck. Feel free to or not to start downloading music with the edited version. Um, it's pretty easy. You just download the one that doesn't have the E next to it, which means explicit. Um, most of the time, those songs have two versions, one for the radio, one for explicit, which thank God they do um, because I've got a lot of songs that I would never, ever listen to if I uh, wasn't able to download the clean version. And a lot of times you can just search, you know, this song and then type clean after and most of the time it pops up. And also show your mom some grace. She's just trying to take care of you. But the onus is on you. Prove to her that you love it. Prove to her that you are dedicated. Because I can tell you this right now. 
15 years old, you're in Minnesota. A lot of 15-year-olds out there doing some dumb stuff. A lot of 15-year-olds about to start driving, driving real fast. A lot of 15-year-olds experimenting with drugs and alcohol and girls and partying and, and trying to figure out life. If you can prove to her that mixed martial arts or anybody, if, you can, if you're a young person, you can prove to them that mixed martial arts or anything that you want to pour yourself into is deterring you from hanging out with the knuckleheads, hanging out with the dummies, hanging out with the people that you shouldn't be hanging out with because you're pouring yourself into time and energy and effort and into a passion, even if it might come with a little bit of bumps and bruises. I can guarantee you this, that your mom wants you to maybe get a black eye every now and then instead of hanging out with Bob, who's drinking and getting behind the wheel and going to visit Susie and Sally under the bleachers. So use it as a positive and tell her, hey, this is something that I love. This is something I am passionate about. And this is something that is keeping me off the streets, out of the, the bad circles, away from those people, away from those parties, away from those things. Um, so Tristan, best of luck, man. Um, so thank you guys. That was the last question today. Um, thank you guys for sending these in. Uh, as always, if, if this episode spoke to you or you feel like it would speak to someone else. We don't grow. We don't continue to grow and add value if you guys aren't sharing it. So I commission you to, uh, to leave a review, to, uh, give it some stars, however many stars you thought it was, share it with some people, um, share it with somebody who might get value out of it or get some wisdom out of it and continue to send in your questions to podcast at michaelchandler.com. We're just trying to grow. We're just trying to bring people value. And this is therapy for me. Um, this is thought provoking for me, as I've said, I think almost in every episode these days, because I always feel as though I don't want to be preaching to you guys. I don't want to be telling you guys how you should live your life. I don't want to be telling you guys, this is how you live life. And if you don't, the devil's going to get you and God's through with you, right? I'm not going to sit here and say that if you don't do what I say, then you're not going to be successful. A lot of times I'm talking to myself. A lot of time, the wisdom that I'm giving you is coming from my heart and the things that I know that I need to be continuing to do. The responses and the reactions that you guys are having to your current situations and current circumstances and the way that you're dealing with your ups and your downs and your successes and your failures, a lot of times it is because I am speaking to myself to then project that out into the world by my actions, by my thoughts, by my words, by the things that I do, by the things that I don't do. So thank you guys for trusting me with this hour of your life. Um, we're in the first month uh, by the time this comes out, be in February of 2024. We're at the very beginning of 2024, what I believe is going to be the biggest year of my life and the best year of your life. So thank you guys for joining me. Share it, like it, subscribe it, give it your stars, and share it with someone who needs it today. I appreciate you guys. As always, God bless. Walk on. We'll see you at the top.